Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today. We're with a company called JSL Solutions, and we help churches use technology uh, to fulfill their purposes and goals. We'll tell you a little bit about our company later, because we have a lot of great products. But we want to talk today about a subject regarding streaming video. Yes, yeah, so we're going to go over six things that you wished your pastor understood about streaming. All right, so if you're a volunteer or a staff person, or if you're a pastor, uh, just ignore the title, but there are six <laughs> things that, that uh, are, are really important to understand about doing streaming video. It's, it's, uh, it's actually pretty simple, but there are some things you really need to know about. Yeah, well, uh, how it can it be to so tough? I just turn on my computer and or I pick up my phone and I push the FaceTime button on my phone and I start talking to my well, people and you can, it you looks can. pretty good and it works pretty well, right? So well, why yeah. not, why can't I just do that up on the on, on the, the podium, internet, right? Up on from the internet? Well, uh, uh, you could, <laughs> but uh, if you want to actually have a a stream that that you know lots of people can see from different devices and different platforms, uh, there might be a few things you might want to know here. So let's just jump into it. Yes. So the first one is, as you kind of alluded to here, all I really need is just a webcam, right? Wrong, I guess. <laughs> well, so yeah, is a webcam enough? I mean, yeah. we, we talk about for, we just did our streaming 101 uh, webinar and yeah. we, we do mention what well, you could get away with doing a webcam, but the problem you're going to run into is uh, there's no uh, optical zoom for that. Right. Um, there's, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone try to broadcast their service from the podium where they have a camera on the podium facing the, uh, have you seen I'm sure, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure people have tried it. Uh, there, are, there are actually a couple webcams where you can do some zooming, but uh, it's real primitive and it's real jerky. And it's, it's, is it a digital zoom or is it an optical zoom? It's digital. Yeah. Because yeah. in di digital zoom, it just gets more pixelated the more yeah, you zoom. So. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we've had some counselors do streaming with us and, and they, you know, they're sitting at their desk. And so, you know, webcam can work for that. Right. Or if you're doing like more of a teaching and you want to do like a weekly teaching or, right. or something. From your office. Yeah, and, you're sitting at your office. And, right. But but uh, Sunday morning worship service with right. uh, you know, the worship choir or band or whatever you may have. And the, the pastor speaking webcam is not going to. It's not the best thing to do. It's like, not going to really, It's really not the best thing. It's okay if you want to fool around and get started. Now, uh, so so obviously we're talking about a camera here, and the big question that we get all the time is, well, what kind of a camera should I get? If I'm not going to use a webcam, yeah, what should I get? What's the streaming camera? What's the, yeah, what's the, the, the streaming yeah, camera yeah. I need? And so as uh, we mentioned earlier in our, uh, our uh, webinar, it's, I guess the answer is it depends. It's kind of like yeah. uh, someone asking you, what card should I buy? And he says, well, you need to know what your budget is, what your intentions are, what your preferences are, that sort of thing. So there's not one uh, camera that's going to suit every 
ministry. Yeah, and the size of the auditorium or, you know, whatever you want to call it, the sanctuary or worship center, and how far away your camera is from your subject. Yeah, and what your lighting is like is all going to dictate how much of a camera, how much budget you're going to need to spend on a camera. But the truth is you can actually, there there are some really what you might call pro-consumer cam cameras out there that uh, you can get used, uh, you know, and, and some of them, if they're not, if they don't have a lot of wear and tear on them, they can do very well for you. You can get them at a reduced price. And we bought, we bought a camera years ago that was, I think, a $2,000 camera and we got it for 400 bucks. It's really a decent camera. You know, yeah. it was up on the tri, it was up on like a pole or a kind of like a tripod, you know, so it wasn't, didn't get a lot of abuse. And so there are options out there, lots yes. of them. Yes, but webcam is probably not the route you want to go. Yeah, that would probably not be out. Now, let me just say this, and I don't think this is in our notes, but a lot of people uh, miss this, and that is you need some kind of a video capture card or device for streaming. Yes. So you can't, even if you do go out and you get a camera that's like HDMI or a USB coming out of the camera, uh, you cannot plug it directly into your computer for your live encoder. Might pick up on another program, but your live encoder, uh, it's got to have a video capture card or a video capture device. Yes. Uh, and that goes between the two. It's like a bridge between the camera and the computer. And those, you know, those vary uh, depending on, again, what you're doing. If you're doing standard definition, you can usually get a more cheaper less expensive video capture card or video capture device. If you want to do something that's a little more higher resolution HD, then you need, it's going to be a little more expensive. So they can range anywhere from, you know, a hundred dollars, actually even less than a hundred. If you're going to do composite, yes. uh, to five, $600. Right. Or exactly. More. But it is another necessary element. It is, it's necessary. So if you have questions about that, you can always email us, support at streamingchurch.tv. But, and there's lots of them out there, and it, it just depends, again, on, you know, if you've got Thunderbolt on your computer, uh, you know, HDMI is not going to work because all your computers, HDMI is a port out, not a port in. So you right. have to get a device that goes in. You know, USB 3.0 is a good device to plug into on your computer. USB 2.0, not so good. Right. So... Uh, but that's an important thing. So remember that. All right. So let's move on. So, so number two is what about lighting? Lighting is important. Uh, because you know, when you're looking at video, you got to have lighting on your subject. Yes. Um, you don't want to burn the guy out or the gal out where it's too bright. And then you don't want the person to be in a shadow. And then even, even what's even I would say icing on the cake is if you can get some backlighting, that also helps as well. Uh, lighting on the back of the wall or the back. Yes, you know, the that light. reminds me. And the, the backlighting helps with actually uh, reminds me of my wedding photographer a few years back. Actually, my mother recommended a photographer. And we have, my, as my wife will attest, the worst wedding <laughs> photos. I want to see them. Uh, After you said and, that, I, I want to see him. Well, and the, the, <laughs> the main problem was that we were all dressed in you know, like black tuxes and that right. sort of thing. And we looked like floating heads because his, his, <laughs> the flash or there wasn't any black backlighting. And so the, um, you know, the, our skin tones pick, came, you know, appeared in the camera. Yeah. But our suit and everything else just wandered into the the uh, background, yeah. and so we look like some floating heads. And that's what you know your pastor would look like if there's not. Yeah, if the some... backlighting's not good, or or 
you know, the camera or whatever you, you do that. Definitely. I mean, the nice thing about that is it's an easy fix for the yes. most, for the most part, it's an easy fix. You may have to fiddle around with it a little bit, but lighting is, is important. But the night, the good news about it is lighting has gone down. Now you can get some led lighting yeah, the cost of lighting, you mean? Uh, the cost of lighting, yeah. It, 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 the prices have gone down, like everything else with technology. So, uh, but yeah. it's definitely something to yeah. think and about. And things, depending on the camera uh, and your lighting situation, you're going to want to check it out. So, you know, a lack of backlighting may be an issue, or actually, um, my uh, our my pastor's uh, father-in-law's church had huge glass behind the uh, where he spoke and so there was the uh, great view of the countryside there right. but that that also introduces some other issues because they look like a, a black silhouette when you get a camera on it's going to adjust all that real bright light oh, behind yeah. them yeah. and they look like a black speck like a ghost uh, in the camera so interesting yeah so there are some challenges but uh, generally speaking the, the the better your lighting the less money you would probably have to spend on a camera uh, so, uh, lighting is, is, is certainly a, an element to consider. All right. So moving on. So, so we number talked about three, the, the third thing that your pastor doesn't understand about streaming is audio. So, uh, this is a pet peeve of mine is you can have really nice looking video, but if your audio is bad or it's hard to hear, or it's overmodulated or whatever it might be, you're going to lose people. They're not going to watch your video. Yes. Actually, we've had, um, had some recent experience with this with the church that had some audio problems and and it can be really annoying. Yeah. Uh, so the video looks great and crisp and and awesome, but the audio is sounding like they're underground, underwater, or <laughs> or as, as this person described it, their audio sounded like one of those old cassette tapes that would drag. <laughs> So, so they had some audio issues at the church and it really affected, you know, the point where people are like, oh, I'll come back later. Right. So, yeah. so, uh, there's some ways you can improve your audio. Uh, there's some pretty simple ways and then there's a little bit more complicated ways, but one way is, uh, you know, almost everybody has a mixer in the back of their church where, right. you know, you're mixing sound for the music, whatever. So if you can get an audio, if you can get a, a line out of that mixer and send that line, uh, there's a couple ways to do it. You can send the line, you know, directly into your live encoding computer mm -hmm. and you can usually make some adjustments in the audio from there. Uh, but you, and one thing I want to bring up here, which goes without saying, but I'll say it anyhow, and that is, you know, when you're doing streaming video, you should monitor <laughs> your streaming. So if you're an admin person or if you're the person in charge, you, you really do need to monitor your streaming, uh, not just the video, but the audio. And, and so uh, you can send the audio from your mixer into your live encoded computer. You could do something a little more fancier. Uh, you could send it to another maybe smaller mixer. And and so you're going to do kind of some post right, audio mixing from the, the main <laughs> deal to try to clean that up a little bit because on the internet there is a difference in sound. Right, because you don't have the you're mixing typically your mix board is for the for the house for the right. for the sound system there. So you've got you've got four walls and that are reverberating and, yeah. and bringing in yeah, some things. Acoustics and all that. Yeah. So and you don't have that when you're sitting on a right a computer speaker. Yeah. So you may want to remix that so that it's going to sound good on the computer. Uh, and there's a, even, uh, and your church does this, which I was a part of for years, and, and they have like, they actually have another option, and that's an isolator. 
So they have all the microphones on the stage, and then they have lines going to another device called the isolator, and then lines going back to the audio mixer. So the isolator, when you're doing streaming video from your church, uh, or at least you used to, uh, you would get your audio from the isolator. And, and so it was like a completely separate deal. Right, so, so you can so, mix it. Yeah, so, so, so you know, there, there's different things to do, different ways to do it. But I would recommend you don't, you know, if you have a camera that has a microphone, <laughs> I would recommend you don't get the audio from that camera <laughs> that has the microphone because you're going to pick up people sneezing, coughing, and walking by the camera right. and all that good stuff. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on. So number four, considering copyrights. All right, so copyright, we get this question sometimes. Uh, you know, well, you know, if I'm going to do streaming video, what's, what's the rules, what's the laws, what's, what's it come down to as far as, uh, you know, what I'm streaming, does, is it copyrighted, do I have to, whatever. Right. Or what some figure out is, well, shoot, I put my videos up on YouTube and I saw YouTube can, uh, now set up a live stream. So let's just live stream to YouTube and uh, we'll go from there. And. One of the, the main issues is YouTube is very diligent and very automated with mm-hmm. uh, taking down content that is copyrighted, which uh, just about every church's worship music is copyrighted. Yeah, uh, and, and especially if you're in more of a progressive church that maybe does some stuff that uh, maybe you are doing what we, we would call a secular tune or something, you know, uh, for whatever reason, uh, uh, yeah, it, if it's a violation of that, uh, YouTube will take it down. And you are technically, if you're streaming, you're violating the law. So there are licenses you can get uh, to to uh, that allows you to do live music. Yes, through uh, the Christian Copyright Solution CCLI. CCLI is one for uh, mostly a lot of the Christian music. Yes. Uh, there's actually music out there. There's actually another company that, that handles uh, even stuff outside of the Christian realm. Uh, and that's much more expensive to get that license. And I think it was around $1,000 maybe or more. This was a few years ago when I was working with your church. The CCL, CCLI license is usually more reasonable. And also they... It, I it, thought it was around $1,000. Well, maybe it's, it is. Less, maybe huh? I'm mixed up. I don't but, know. But I know the other one that you could do some secular stuff with, because uh, your church plays occasionally some secular music. I don't know if you know that or not. But uh, it, it's much more expensive you right. know, to do that. But the CCLI one, part of it also has to do with the size of your con- congregation, I believe so. So I, I don't have the answers to this, but just Google... But you're going to want to, if you say, oh... Let's just not license anything and see what happens. You may yeah. run into Could be a problem. Uh, ending up in court with some attorney fees. It could and, be. Yeah. Yes, it's it's possible. But just go to CCLI, and, yes. and they'll give you this. Their website will give you the information there. But you know, you need to consider that. All right, as we move on here. So, uh, bits and bytes is the. The fifth, thing that, the fifth one that your pastor doesn't quite know about. All right, this is all about bandwidth. So. Yes. Uh, you know, bandwidth. And, and so uh, you need to really understand that to do streaming video, you've got to have really pretty decent upload speed at your, at your church or wherever you're doing it from. Right. Or the other thing that may affect it is, you know, say the pastor's doing a, uh, a uh, um, same time, not what's the, the uh, Apple, uh, 
I mentioned it earlier. FaceTime? FaceTime, yes. Okay. And getting confused with my former employer, they had a system called Same Time. Okay. And it was there that was it was the same kind of thing. Um but anyway, you know, the pastor's doing that and he said, It works great, everything's awesome, you know. It's, but then, you know, that was during the that was the middle of the week. He was the only guy on the internet at the at yeah. the facility. Now it's the weekend, you've got people you know, coming in and connecting to your Wi-Fi and some people watching the game underneath there, you know. <laughs> oh, all the what it, sermons going on? Yeah, whatever it may be, they're chewing <laughs> they up some bandwidth. They wouldn't be doing that, would they? And so you need to consider either protecting or making sure that you have adequate bandwidth on Sunday mornings. Yeah, and bandwidth does fluctuate. And so, uh, as Steve just mentioned, if you have Wi-Fi and you have people logging into your Wi-Fi, it's either free or just lots and lots of people <laughs> know the password. It will, uh, I call it atrophy. It will bandwidth atrophy. It will shrink your bandwidth. Yes. And so uh, you should do speed tests uh, on a regular basis to get somewhat of an idea how your upload speed is because that's important when it comes to streaming video. And the other thing that you like to mention, Steve, a lot is it's not just about upload speed, but it's about the quality of service. Or yes, the consistency of that upload speed. Yeah. So not all of the speed tests offer that, but it's it's basically a measure of how consistently if I got a megabit per second, see I've got a megabit per second. And then you try a little bit later and oh now it's a minute a mega and a half and oh now it's down to two hundred. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the if it's going you're gonna stream for an hour, two hours at least. And if it glitches for f- five seconds, people are going to have a problem. So you need a good consistency of that, of service, yeah. of that speed. The uh, the bottom line is is you, you need to have good internet, reliable internet. Uh, uh, the cable, we have found that cable usually is better most of the time than DSL. Uh, there's other sources out there as well, but yeah, it's, it's important to do that and support and have plenty of internet. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, again, it's not, this is not rocket science, but it is important to be able to, uh, to have some of this stuff. So, uh, bandwidth is important. So, yes, the other component in the, uh, the bytes arena is, uh, you can't just, Oh, let's just get the cameras and they're going to stream to the web. Like my phone streams to the web. Uh, there's some other components there we talked about. You right. talked about earlier is you got to have a camera connected to video capture devices and then to encoding software yeah. that's going to send the stream out. So you need another computer. So you need a computer that's going to be able to accept these inputs and have you know enough right. performance to encode and stream. Yeah, and, and for for minimal streaming, you can get by with minimal requirements with your PC or your Mac. Yes, but as you do a little bit more stuff. Uh, more bandwidth, more, you know, doing multiple streams, doing multiple cameras, you can do more horsepower. And the, the other option is is you you don't have to have software-based live encoding. I mean, we talk a lot about Wirecast. vMix is another one. Uh, Flash Media Live Encoder is an old faithful one. But there's also hardware-based live encoders that you can get that you don't have to have a computer. Right. Just get a box. Uh, and, and that's a solution. It's usually a little more expensive. Uh, you know, and, right. and the software-based ones. And there's pros and cons to that. I mean, if your box blows up for some reason, gets hit by lightning, you might might take you a little while to replace it or replace a part. If you have a software and your computer gets hit with lightning, uh, chances are you can download that software on, on another computer. Uh, usually within a few minutes, you can be up and streaming. Yeah. So it's there's also, pros and cons. Right. To both. 
But one of the other advantages I mentioned the church that was having audio issues, they they were able to grab another computer and yeah. and confirm that yeah. the issue was on their computer. Right. So yeah. So uh, you know, little technical things here and there that that maybe if you're new to streaming, you haven't thought about. If you're a pastor and you go, "Hey, we want to stream. This should be easy. We should be able to do this." Well, it is easy, but it there's a few things you have to think about. Right. And, and that's what we're talking about so, here. And the last uh, one is people. Uh, how many people will it take to do this right? And and so again, and this is kind of a hold up my church. Uh, I'm, I'm working with the church right now and we're not doing streaming video. We'd like to, but one of the things that's kind of holding us up a little bit is the volunteers. Uh, how many people is it going to take to do this? And of course the answer is not the same. Right. It's, it's going, going to vary. depend. I mean, you could, uh, and a very minimal setup. You can say, well, I've got a camera that's stuck on a tripod. It's in the back. A guy that's mixing sound pushes the encoder to turn right. it on. And and then I'm done. Um, yeah, we don't recommend that. Yes, we don't quite recommend that complete solution. Whereas the other thing is you're gonna you're gonna want to have to. We would we envision the streaming is another campus, and so you're gonna want to have a greeter there to greet on that campus, and and they don't have to be at church or be part of the church to to fill that role, but. Um, there's some other pieces in there. So, and then as you move up the, the uh, levels and you've got multiple cameras, you may have multiple camera operators and you got a video switcher guy that's switching video. And then you got someone yeah. that's you know acting as a host and a web pastor. Yeah. It starts to, it, it does start to add up. I, I, we would recommend if you're new to streaming, you can start with the basics. Uh, but one of the things we do recommend and that is uh, not just having video on your website, but having actually a platform that that had that's interactive, that gives people the ability to chat, and that's what you alluded to earlier, yes. having a host. Yes. So when somebody logs on to watch the service, you you know there's a web host, you could call them online pastor, online host that that greets somebody saying, hey, thanks for coming, thanks for enjoying the service or watching right. the service. Let us know if you have any questions about our church. Uh, and you know, an interactive platform also gives people the ability to. Uh, you know, click on links so people can give online. They could uh, post a prayer request. They could, uh, you know, chat with other people. Right. Uh, that's what we believe, and especially with this new generation, it they, they want interactivity. And so uh, it does take some help to do that as far as some volunteers. But anything done well takes a little bit of help, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, a little bit. I, again, I, I think it, it's minimal, but it does take a little bit. So it's yes. more than just setting it up and walking away. Right. It's it's having somebody, at least one other person, maybe, or maybe two, to kind of, you know, uh, keep things going and keep right. things involved. So so there are a few, I mean, while it easy, it is easy to get going, it is, you want to put some thought into it and do things right. Yeah. Hey, if you do things right, then you'll get people, people will keep watching. They'll keep coming back. Uh, they will invite their friends. And then again, as we said, at the, I think we said this at the beginning, maybe we didn't. Streaming video really is a great tool to help reach people, to reach new people, uh, people who are going, who are in your community, maybe moved in recently or whatever, and they're looking for a church. They're most of the time, they're going to go to your website. They're going to look for a church. They're going to find you online. And then if you've got streaming video, that's an added plus. People yes. can see, uh, you know, they can they can see 
the style of the church, the culture of the church, the, the way the message is presented. Uh, if it's done right, it can be a very, very good representation of your church. And as you've said, Steve, uh, you know, you get visitors every week at your church who found you right. first online. Yeah, it's a real easy way for people to check out and attend your church without having to get up the nerve to walk through the door right. on Sunday morning. And it's an, another really easy way for the people that attend your church to recommend your church to their friends. Yeah. Say, hey, you don't even have to come. You can still attend right. church just right from home. You know, there are people looking for, for spiritual communities, and uh, I've had people say, well, if I do streaming video, people just stay at home in their pajamas. And, and you know, I, I'm sure that happens, but, but for the people who are really looking for relationships, looking for a church that they can connect to, yeah, they're going to check you out and they're going to watch you online. But, you know, if you're in their area— uh, and they like what they see, they're going to come. Right. They're going to come because they, they're looking for friends. They're looking for a, a place they well, can connect with they, their family. Um, alleviated the fears they had of walking through the wrong fit for them for a church. So they'll know, they can walk in with some confidence and go, I know what this is going to be like. I know I met this guy. I know this person. Right. I know what to expect. This is, this is you know. Yeah. The fear is gone. It's a great tool, especially if you have archives, which we didn't really talk about. We talked this was primarily live streaming, but if you record it and you know, we offer our our company offers Video Vault, Media Vault, and so there's lots of great it's a great tool to reach people and help people, new people as well as people who maybe are shut ins. So we're almost out of time, but we've been alluding to this. We actually offer streaming video. Uh, the company is called streamingchurch.tv. If you're interested, you can just go to that website, streamingchurch.tv, make a free trial, and uh, we can help you uh, walk you through it every step of the way. We also have other products. Yes, we have uh, church management and website management through myflock.com. We have a mobile app tool called Church App Live, and the newest product is called greeter.church, which is a real live online greeter for your church website. Yeah, just go to greeter.church and just type that those very words in your into your browser, greeter, and then the dot, and then church, and you can see what that product's all about, as well as those, those other things. So if you have any questions about this, if you want to add to it, send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. We're out of time, so the music is playing. That means we need to get out of here. My name is Phil Thompson. He is Steve Lacey. We will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.